pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello, KB's glad to have you back for another time of celebrating and encouragement to the one place where you are champions. I am so glad to have all of you back with us today. And this is the Law of Attraction podcast that takes a deep dive into life source, into the substance of belief, into the power of kinetic belief to attract and manifest whatever you can think of or imagine. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. I am excited today. I just pulled Today? this up, and I was just checking, and here are the countries that are listening right now, some of them anyway, from around the world. Oh, yeah, okay. The United States, Nigeria, the UK, Canada, Spain, Kenya, Germany, yes. Cambodia, Denmark, wow. India, Uruguay, Australia, Hong Kong, New Zealand, South Africa, the Bahamas, Brazil, France, Namibia, Sweden, and there are many, many more, but we only have so much time. <laughs> That's here. amazing. I wonder if in another year we're going to have Mars <laughs> showing up. Well, that, that's a possibility, cool. isn't it? Interplanetary <laughs> podcast. Hmm. Elon, Pod- give me a shout out. Let me know what you think about that. Elonville <laughs> showing up. <laughs> sure. How are you today? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I want to remind everyone, if they are in the United States, that they need to text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049 if they haven't already. Great idea. Yeah. Are you about to get warm? I'm getting there. I'm defrosting, which is very strange for me. I usually run hot all the time. I, I'm, I'm, I like you wearing my sweater, by the way. You, you did it yesterday. You look good in it. Well, it's just so cozy. You know, all of mine are pullovers, and this is just, you know, a regular, like, vintage sweater. That's well, why I'm partial to well, it. Well, you were sitting outside, even though you were close to the sunshine, you know, doing some reading this morning. I guess you kind of have you noticed? Chill. I did. Have you noticed in Colorado how the sun it really makes all the difference? I mean, if you're in the shade, you might be freezing, but if you step into the sunshine, you're... Good to go. And that's true in the winter. It can be yeah. you know, right after a snowfall and the temperatures can be in the teens. But if you get out into the sun, it's... Well, I remember we would go snowshoeing on those fresh snow bluebird days. And, you know, you're so equipped. You've got the coat, the layers, and we would be taking the layers off almost almost immediately. So it's a it's a fun place. Fun I place love, to go forest it. bathing. Fun play. Any place is a, is a fun place to get outside and Isn't it? just away from... Stuff. You know, we were talking yesterday about positive disruptions, and I have to say that is my go-to for a positive disruption is just just go outside. Whatever happens, <laughs> just go find some trees to walk through, find some sunshine, heck, walk in the rain, whatever. I've noticed a lot of the KBs are posting photos of themselves yes, out in nature. I know. Working on their journals and hiking around. Some of the KBs have the most epic backyards. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly where they are, but their pictures are beautiful. They have these fire pits mm. and these huge trees and they're outside journaling. I mean, man, life is sweet for a KB. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> And it's by choice, isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. This is an experiment for the human being, life, yeah. here on this planet. We're just flying through space. It, it <laughs> Please the, note that you didn't say we are an experiment. <laughs> you said pa- it's an experiment. Well, we're part of it, I think, <laughs> because life has so many curves along its road, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unexpected things that show up, and, and more often than not, things that come into our lives unexpectedly. Well, they're tests just to see what you're going to do with it. Absolutely. And yeah. actually, I was just thinking because, and I want to see what you would do. I'm always mm. like, I like to peel the layers off of you. <laughs> I'm not see sure what there's what makes Maggie tick. I don't know. There's a whole a whole lot there, but go for it. <laughs> okay, here you go. You've been given an elephant. 
Okay. You can't get rid of it. Okay. <laughs> like I would. What would you do with it? <laughs> what would I do with it? I would ride it everywhere. I would ride the elephant everywhere. <laughs> so, well, you, <laughs> well, the point of, I guess the question is, is that you want to get rid of it and you can't. So what are you going to do with it? Well, that's, you too, don't, that's you, tough for me. Are you kidding? You have access to an elephant and it's yours. You, oh my God. That was too Dreams easy. do come true. No, it was too easy. I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm probably taking it up into the woods and setting it free. It would come back because obviously I've bonded with it and we've become best friends. Duh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but set, set the guy free. He would He would just keep coming back. He's your baby now. I would imprint on him. It's <clears throat> so fun. What, what a ridiculous question. I found out absolutely nothing about you. I just feel like it was what you already knew. That's what I mean. Nothing new. You're, you're just so transparent. <laughs> it's kind of true, goes though. Megan. She's riding her elephant to, to the store. Well, of course she is. Wow. <laughs> Obviously. You know, consciousness is a thing. And I want to, speaking of peeling back some layers, I want to talk about this for just a minute. Because what is higher consciousness? <laughs> I love that you started with consciousness is a thing. <laughs> Yes, it's it is. It's a substance. I love it. And oh, I read it as a thing, like a like you were, like a funny thing, like it's a thing. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> it is a substance. It is a thing. Consciousness is a it's an entity, mm. and it was the first idea, and it has substance. It is a thing, like words are things. Consciousness is a thing, and it is the mind of the creator. It's the mind of God. And it's already awake. And this is what I want to talk about, kind of get into this, because I think that there is a, a tremendous amount of um, life force, creative power that comes from the knowledge of knowing what higher consciousness is, because this is something that the KB is continuously in their daily pursuit as a way of life, um, aspiring toward toward receiving more, being aware more of higher consciousness. And I love that you began by already taking us into the knowledge that it's it's substantial, it has substance, because consciousness is one of those things that if you're not careful, you can be led astray, and it, bec- it becomes sort of a scooby-doo, spooky, uh, you know, woo-woo sort of entity. So sure. the substantial nature of it is exciting. Understanding, because consciousness is the eternal mind, and... In quantum mechanics, it's consciousness is the bias that existed before inflation, before the, the so-called Big Bang. It's the immutable one desire of God, of the Creator, the universe. However, um, all of the the occupants of the universe, which includes us, it's only gradually becoming awakened or aligned with consciousness, slowly waking up. And so here on the podcast, Meg, we often talk about the evolution of consciousness um, among ourselves, the evolution of consciousness in the collective here on the planet. And we actually have records, historical records that reveal um, the trajectory of enlightenment of ourselves throughout time. Mm. And so here in postmodernism, human suffering, and we talked about this briefly yesterday, uh, is at its lowest as the collective has transcended through and still is in for a large part of identification or identifying with forms and labels, and but has transcended the most basic form of identifying with survival, for example, 
and with now an ability to feed and clothe and, and to live in mass with an abundance of provision, this is the best time. We're living in the greatest time right now uh, on planet Earth for in mass humanity to be able to feed itself and clothe itself. This is a, a grand time in the experiment of the unveiling of humanity's awareness for its ability to self-sustain. And it's through the transcending of identifying with loss and failure that this is even being made possible. And I like that you're focusing on the the evolution of this higher consciousness because, for example, when people talk about tech, it grows and it, and it, and it exponentially grows so quickly because of the shareability of it. It's instantaneous, especially recently in the digital age. But the higher consciousness has a lot of those same qualities. And so I'm wondering, are we, are we entering a time where the higher consciousness, the evolution of it is becoming exponential, the sharing of it, the, the ability to, to grow exponentially, not just singularly, but, but collectively as well? Yeah, we are historical. In the in time-space continuum, we are entering into that phase. However, consciousness itself is timeless, in that it was before there was time. And so consciousness itself doesn't evolve. It's more than the universal mind. It's the creative mind of the universe. It was first. It was before the universe. And this is where a lot of people become confused. They think that it is the universal mind. But it is not. It's more than that. Without a bias for design... The cosmic potentiality for forms in the universe, it's non-existent. Mm. Every single form has a design. And a designer, every design has a designer. And every creation, for every creation, there is a creator, cause and effect. The particle responsible for establishing the desire, as we know in quantum mechanics, is called the Higgs boson, or it's the God particle, which permeates all of space and time. And there is a substance, as we know, to every belief, which is a conscious awareness for the form. Consciousness was never born, and it doesn't die. The liveliness of consciousness, its fully matured state of being, already exists within every single person. However, it is not the default state of being. Humans were created with, with choice, the ability to choose. And that is the nature of bias. Where there is no choice, there can be no higher state of consciousness. So we're beginning to understand that it is our desire, the imagined desire, the ability to choose, that will lead you to a transcendent state of being aligned with higher consciousness and purpose and your genius, the reason for being. This is a fascinating question that you're answering, this concept of really uh, the chicken and the egg question, but overlaid with consciousness and the universe itself, which came first, the universe or consciousness. And I think it's it's also being revealed what you're telling us, it's so important to our belief system as well to understand what came first, because it is the bias of that original consciousness that was the original creative process, mm -hmm. which we have to be overlaying in our lives all the time. So, you know, it may seem, oh, well, that was so long ago. And, you know, the Big Bang versus universe, the universe and consciousness, but it was the foundation for everything that we're manifesting and understanding today. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the this is the dispensation of the the infolding that occurred prior to the Big Bang through the unfolding of what already is. And how are we able to personally? I mean, I don't want to uh, oversell my place in the universe, but I, I'm I'm wanting to overlay my ability and my the ability of my bias to create with the original bias's ability to Hmm. create the universe itself. Yeah, well, great question, because in that the the mind, and you're talking about what came first, the mind of the creator was the first. And eventually higher consciousness, which is the mind of the creator, will become the manifested universe. We're in the evolutionary process of what what is contained within time-space, the continuum, being uh, as it morphs through to reveal what is the higher consciousness of which you are part of. And it's through the alignment of what you already are. We talk about rewilding back to the perfected purpose of your being by unbecoming the things that you are not supposed to be by no longer identifying with forms, for example, that you to advance your mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion as the universe expands to reveal the perfected will of the higher consciousness. As you're carrying us through the understanding of all of these firsts, what came first in the, in the order, the process of this, is there any part of, of the beginning, is there any facet of this that always was, where there was never a first and it was... An eternal existence in both directions. Well, the eternal existence in both directions is before the first, because it always was. It's the eternal. It's the limitless. Is that the consciousness? That's the higher, the, the higher being of consciousness. Okay. That is. In the study of all things created, for example, within time and space, within the universe, it is apparent that to be subject to time, there had to be an evolutionary process of awakening, mm. which is growth which is expansion. A, expansion, awareness of self. No human mind through reasonings is capable of comprehending the reason for the evolutionary process of consciousness. And that's why we'll even we'll stumble around here trying to get to the truth of this. It's as, as philosophical meanderings um, have occurred through history and all of the religious dogmas, which we have many conversations about between the two of us, all of the scientific uh, banter, the curiosities, and the experiments, and the formulas, the theoretical perusings of possibilities, all of that stuff, and all of this, what all of this has revealed after 6,000 years of asking questions, is that we have glimpsed higher consciousness within ourselves, and we've even become an awakened participant in it. And so transcending the egoist lower state of being, which is an identity that adheres to reasonings and the randomness of thinking and feeling and emotions and all those things, an identity that comes from labels and judgments and the empirical forms around us, that you can see and touch in, in the, the natural state here. Awakening from the default of the unconscious mind, a person has a change of perspective. Yeah. And we often will say things like, you just know that you know it and you know it, or it's becoming you, and you're, you're transitioning, and you, it's just like a veil being removed, and, and you can see clearly, and you, you're wondering, why don't other people get it? How come you can't, why can't you see what I see? Yeah. 
And words are inefficient to describe the process of transcending and or awakening from the unconscious mind. And so as we have this change of perspective and the veil is lifted from awareness, the awakened consciousness is aligned with the intelligence, with the organizing desire, the master designer, the love behind the manifestation of, of all form. You mentioned the musings of, of the philosophical musings that are, have been a part of this evolution. And then you also took us through this very natural experience of awakening. And I have to say, in my own journey, there are parts of this that I can understand cerebrally, but there's a very real ceiling to that. And then when I establish and, and, and experience true awakening, it's typically through the process of creativity. It's through really a relaxing, a relaxing and getting out of that cerebral headspace and into the higher self through, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. something that cannot be put to words. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm trying to understand the appropriate relationship between cerebral or philosophical musings and then needing this need for creative awakening that can only come from the source of higher mm-hmm. self. And, and, but, you know, cause obviously we operate through our brains and so that can't be negated. So I'm trying to understand even the balance between those two things and is one more important than the other? Sure. And you're pointing to insights, aren't you? Insights that become you, and it becomes you through being connected to the vine of higher consciousness, and by being aware that there is more, and that there's far more than what you identify with through your thinking. Mm. For example, the mind of the Creator has been preparing forms in the universe for billions of years now, so that its completed, perfected desire, uh, that of the, the Creator, will be eventually thoroughly, perfectedly expressed through forms, through life, through human beings in the fully manifested form of perfection, in full, complete relationship, unadulterated, unbiased, and unveiled relationship with creation as it is meant to be. So even though the morphing, expanding universe as it is, is not yet the fully manifested form of the mind of the Creator, where everything is perfect, where all human beings are perfectly healthy and wealthy and at peace and enjoying their eternal joy that exists already within the awakened state within you, happiness that's already within you that's not just circumstantial, meaning that it's not happiness that's just you're happy because you've identified with a form that's shown up, but happiness that is optimistic through the knowledge of being. And in other words, time and space is not yet the realm of pure consciousness. So the default, the unawakened state of being, can still be considered another dimension. But we have access, and this is where it really, to me, gets exciting, and it is so cool, Meg. We have access. And by access, I mean this is the grace of the Creator, There is an intersection in this realm. Access is granted to those that don't just live by what they see. Through the creative power of kinetic belief, form and formlessness interpenetrate one another. Grace. The mind of God, the um, 
unmanifested flows into this dimension. And it does so as awareness from the inner space or from within. That unction that you get, the intuition that a person experiences, the uh, serendipitous moments, well, I just need to go down to the plaza. I don't know why, but I'm being, there's an unction that's speaking to me. And it's coming from source presence. And that's the intersection that is giving us, granting us access to higher consciousness. I think it's really important that you are revealing this as a realm, a very real place where it's almost as if the, you know, hey, what's the secret password? Well, it's kinetic belief. We have to know how to access this place and this space. And the idea of a realm is so hopeful and so exciting because it's a place. It's a place we can enter in and, and live there and abide there mm-hmm. and reside yes. there and, yep. and, and live out our mm earthly existence in that space it is possible yeah, it's available to us isn't it mm. we can access it how does source do this it's through the human form that's looking within to become conscious mm. looking within to awaken and as such begins to purposefully fulfill one's destiny of relationship with the abundant life and a relationship with unconditional love and that's the energetic that is uh, manifesting itself, making us aware that it, it there is a realm that is accessible to us, and we liken it to unconditional love. I really like that to enter into this space that you're describing. It's, uh, you know, you tell us all the time, we have to be willing. We have to demonstrate a willingness to believe, to move forward by, by belief, through kinetic belief, and I like how completely opposite and separate that is from, again, that cerebral way of living. The world wants to tell us your IQ is this. Are you a good test taker or a bad test taker? You know, <laughs> what are your scores in school? And now that is your value. You know, and it just it, it reveals all that is total BS that has nothing to do with our identity. Our identity is is a willingness to accept, a willingness to be aware and believe. And that allows us then to move into this realm that you're that you're telling us exists. Right. And that's why I grew up thinking that every test was just filled with trick questions. Me too. Uh, always just say, oh, you're trying to pull one over on me. And we <laughs> talked about it. You'd come up with an answer and they'd have to give you an exception to the rule. I would literally, you know, <laughs> write out all of my, beside each A, B, C, D, I would say, well, it would be this if this is true. And, and it I just so explain. happened that, yes, that is also true. <laughs> like, you know, you're gotcha. tricking me, aren't you? So well, <laughs> thank God for kinetic belief that it's real. We can function. <laughs> but that's, the, that's what's so cool about this, though, is that because yeah. the human form, of course, which we are of, was created in the image of the abilities of the Creator. We have the same ability to imagine, to desire, mm. and to kinetically believe, and to attract, and to manifest, to mm. actually literally manifest from the, the formless into form, into being. We wow. can, through the adherence of a kinetic, immovable belief, the energetics of that, and this is proven religiously, and this is proven scientifically in quantum mechanics and through particle attraction and through quantum entanglement, all of these things. The substance of your belief, when it is not double-minded, and you see it, and you, you believe it in the present tense of the moment that you are, you are existing in, 
withheld in that that uh, attractive energetic state of being manifests and changes circumstances we were created in the image of the abilities of the creator to be able to do the same thing for this higher purpose mm. and so wow. millions of other forms prepared the foundation for consciousness discovery the billions of forms throughout the galaxies and the entirety of the universe is there in support of us becoming um, aligned with this higher consciousness and the process of a limitless discovery that will go on and on and on eternally. I feel like this is the ultimate revelation of identity that you're giving to us. You know, if, we, if you're wanting to know what to identify with, let's go back to the very beginning and how consciousness worked before any forms were present. And I, I'm just finding this to be incredibly dynamic and empowering, the idea that don't look around and don't read a book and don't, you know, we don't need to scale our, our consciousness scope so small to know what to identify with. We need to explode it and to make it huge and go back to the, the original massive source that created everything. And by exploding it, that's mean, that means you are awakening to consciousness. Mm-hmm. And you are By transcending the ego, by no longer identifying with the fables mm-hmm. and the thought forms and the stories and narratives and all of those things that you see around you and the arguments and the rationalizations, the reasonings, all of those things, we're transcending that which identifies with those forms and labels. A person begins to incarnate into the manifested dimension of light, love, peace, abundance, health, simply by activating the enlightened ability to kinetically, energetically believe and adhere to and rely on that belief to attract and manifest the imaginations of their desires. When a person realizes that they are not who they think they are, the ego, the ego then enters into a a dreamlike state and it begins to dissipate. It, it dissolves from influence. When you realize that you are not who you think you are, intelligence then, which we have, and it's a gift, it remains. It doesn't go away. It doesn't dissolve with the into the dreamlike state. It does, intelligence remains only so that its genius of purpose can enjoy the essence of its life now, having fun with its intellect, while simply pursuing curiosities and interests, but in a transcendent consciousness while becoming aware of itself. You see, it it just is now. And a person in this higher state of being only knows themselves while in the transcendental state of being as I am, therefore I am. And it's from this state of, uh, like you were saying earlier, self-hypnotic awareness Actually, that Einstein saw the theory of relativity, that J.D. Salling wrote uh, The Catcher in the Rye, that Da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa, that Michelangelo sculpted, and that uh, Marcus Aurelius wrote meditations. You know, I love that you just took us through arts and sciences demonstrating manifestation into this realm, because I I was just wondering a moment ago, is that the reason, you know, is that the reason why participating in creativity on any level is so deeply satisfying because it's an immediate representation of this process, because you can sit down to, say, a blank canvas or a musical instrument and and quite literally pull something from seemingly nothing. It can be. 
It can be. There are many that will attempt to practice a creative experience, but they'll do it from the mind. And while imitating something that they've seen, perhaps, and they'll sweat through the process and they'll labor through it and they'll they'll curse at it. <laughs> like we about. It becomes a, a, a point of frustration. Yeah. But then when you can reach that transcendental state, and it doesn't have to be painting or sculpting. It can be running your business, talking to a potential client, uh, going out to dinner with someone you love. It can be life in mm-hmm. any of its forms being experienced from this transcendental state of being where you're not connected or identifying with forms, but you are in the essence of a higher life, a higher being, unconditional love that is accepting life as it is. And then the wisdom and counsel of the non-egoist state of being becomes the the guiding light for your relationships. I want to go back really quick to, you, you mentioned how when you go through this process, the ego enters into a dreamlike state. It's dissolving, which I find to be well very exciting because I think many times the ego can seem like an insurmountable hurdle toward living our best life. And so remembering that, I want to make sure I understand this accurately, when we pursue higher consciousness, when we pursue this appropriate bias to create our life and, and to live our life and evolve in this way, we don't even have to think about the ego. And I guess we have to develop an awareness to make sure we don't fall back into it. But we don't have to worry about it. Right. Because when you think about the ego, you're in it. <laughs> you, you go right back into it. And, right. and I love the, the analogy of the hurdles. What, do you, what, is an, what is a horse doing as it goes over hurdles? It's trying to get somewhere else. Yeah. And a person who is living outside of the present moment is living somewhere else. They are constantly or continually jumping hurdles. Mm. Trying to overcome obstacles, trying to navigate through uh, difficulties and problems that they're focused on. A hurdle becomes a hurdle when you see it, when you focus on it as a problem that needs to be lunged over. And so someone who's living outside of the present moment, who's identifying with the past, or they are identifying with being someone else, a a label, uh, becoming a, a... a professional, whatever it is, being someone or being somewhere else, is dissolving themselves into form, Mm -hmm. dissolving the higher being. In other words, pushing it off to dissolve into the form of an identity. Mm -hmm. And they're becoming identified in their life with forms. And the only way out is to unbecome what they've been judged to be, what they're judging to be. The only way out is to rewild themselves back to their original essence of being. Your description just then of what it's like to force ourselves into a form that we have no business identifying with or being in. Do you remember in Boulder, when we lived in Boulder, Colorado, there was a man, and he was out there every day if it was warm in the in the main thoroughfare. Mm. And there was this tiny little box, and he would put himself inside the box. Yes, yeah. And it was like a clear. How big was the I'll box? Bet like he's still there too. You know he is. Yeah. But how big was that box? But I'm just that visual of him cramming himself into this into this contorted form to fit in this tiny little box. What a perfect analogy for what you're describing. Contortionist. That's what he was doing, right? <laughs> I just see it. That's what we're all doing mm. when we participate in that. Sure. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? But to not do that 
requires a certain determination, doesn't it? You're going to have oh, yeah. to determine that, you know what, I am willing to do this. I am willing to be to not be a conformist. Mm-hmm. I am willing to not live by what I see. I'm willing to look within and to be brave enough and to be bold enough, to trust enough, to let go enough, to be open enough, to be <laughs> grateful enough to experience life from the uh, descent of the divine Mm -hmm. and not into matter. That is such a powerful, oh, you you took me there, Steve. I mean, the courage that it takes to embark on the journey of kinetic belief. It must be there. And you have to be brave because you don't know what you don't know. That's the whole point. You know, it's the it's the the Lewis and Clark mentality of they don't know they were they went to map it out in the first place. You don't know Mm. what's around the bend. And so you have to to go by belief. And, you know, I know that when I first became a kinetic believer and started to understand this, you don't realize the massive divide between your egoist self and your true highest self. You don't realize that it's it's that stark of a contrast. And when you finally reach that place, it's going to be so far from where you began. Because when you first start, you think, oh, it's not that different. It's just a little different. I'm going to feel a little better. Life will be a little better. But it's just... The, the contrast is mind-blowing. And the beautiful thing about the contrast, too, is it seems like it's this enormous gulf that somehow cannot be... Uh, it's not transmutable. There's no way to get from here to there. Yeah. But it's as close as you're within. Yes. It's, all you, it's in the presence of you. You simply have to turn your attention toward it. Yeah. Because not to do that, one continues living life at the earliest stage in the evolution of the universe. But choosing not to expand with it and to grow and to go with it. People who live unconsciously, like we're talking about, they, they remain aloof. And no one that is, by choice, remaining aloof to the evolutionary process of becoming enlightened and transcending the ego state has a formidable excuse now, you can claim to be a victim. You can, you can say it's their fault. You can say it's um, whoever's fault, circumstances. I was not born with the silver spoon in my mouth. Never have understood that one. But anyway, you can say all of that. <laughs> I and, was born with the plastic Scooby-Doo spoon. Well, there you mouth. go. Well, then you've got every advantage. <laughs> but no one has an excuse. <laughs> Within every single human being, there is a knowing of the higher source. Hmm. It's a, there's a knowing. There's a knowing, yeah. And actually, glimpses of awakening come in the form of unctions along life's path for everyone. It's like a compass that says, hey, this is good for you. And wait a minute, that's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad for you. There's a knowing. There's an unction that everyone receives, regardless of one's willingness now to embrace their higher self, uh, to cast down the egoist lowest forms of being. The creator's bias still comes in the full force of manifestation at the moment and will still happen. This is where every all of life, the entire universe is headed to this moment, to this intersection. This is going to happen at the very moment of the dissolution of an individual's form. That is to say, at the very moment of their death, the empirical separation from form of death. At that moment, the next incarnation, absent the identification with form, begins. Hmm. It will happen. 
You can have days of those experiences, though, before that happens, if you choose. Mm. On our planet, Meg, the, the human ego represents the final stage of universal sleep and, and the, as such, the identification with forms. The egoist mind was a, a necessary stage in uh, the evolution of the higher being, the evolution of the awakened consciousness. Yes. This was part of it. This was part of the grand plan, the scheme. But now here's what's exciting, and this is, this is what keeps me going, <laughs> and especially if you have received an unction and, if, and have tapped into higher consciousness, and so many have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your human brain is a highly differentiated form. It has built within it a belief mechanism. We, all of us come into the natural as believers. You don't believe that? Well, you just proved my point. You believe that. <laughs> we all have a believer built in, a mechanism for that, through which the awakened consciousness will enter into this dimension. Now, just as a side note here, and this is fascinating, your brain contains a, approximately 100 billion nerve cells that are called neurons, about the same number as there are stars in our galaxy. Imagine that, which actually our galaxy, you, you could see it as a, a macrocosmic brain, yeah. identical in proportion. But the brain doesn't create consciousness. It's a simplex conduit for the mind of God. Other dimensional consciousness created the brain, which is the most complex physical form on the earth, and it's fully functional for the expression of the mind, body, and soul as it's advancing toward perfected completion. So we are absolutely then supposed to see ourselves as a conduit for higher consciousness, and, and, and which I think really will help us in understanding the tools of that. It does, because, again, it's awareness, it's knowledge, isn't it, of the truth, because knowing that you are a vessel, it gives you the ability to identify with being a vessel and to look within and to say, I expect to receive, Mm. I expect to hear, I expect to grow, I I identify with higher consciousness, which is a form of questioning Mm. or asking. It's saying, I want the wisdom, the counsel of... uh, my higher essence of being, to permeate and to fill my awareness of self. Something that I'm really receiving right now is is the, uh, it's really a, a comforting idea, this idea that w- this is what we were actually made for. And we were created to be a conduit. We weren't created to, um, you know, go to a nine to five that we hate and talk to people that we don't enjoy talking to and <laughs> and keep generating this this form-filled experience that's so far off of what we were originally intended for. And so I just love this idea of, you know, once we understand what we were made to do, made, Mm -hmm. created to Mm -hmm. be, then we can finally step into that. And I I would imagine the the euphoria that we will experience is so high and so eternal. That's it. That's true. You will be able to experience the euphoric eternal destination while you're here in the land of the living, because then you realize that you were created to love going to work, to love doing what you do, to love speaking to people that you unconditionally love, which then changes the place you're going to work and changes the people that you're working with and changes your circumstances in your life and your health and your abundance. 
And we can, how exciting that we can finally just move ahead in life, just knowing how to actually use our brain, how to use our higher consciousness, how to use our physical selves, you know, because of the conduit analogy, I'm thinking of satellites and, uh, and how, you know, they could have just put the satellite in the backyard for as a pool instead of using it for communication. (laughs) It's a misuse. You know, we have been misusing our true self all along. And this is, this is just huge because it's not just identity. It's, it's the physical, it's the physical understanding of what are we supposed to use ourselves for? It's the misidentification, isn't it? Yeah. Misidentifying. Because regardless of whether or not a person is awakened, consciousness or not, they are still one with source. Yeah. That is the true identity. Their eternal identity is without regard to form. Mm. The eternal identity is without regard to form. For example, if the, if the brain gets damaged... It doesn't mean that you lose consciousness. It just means that consciousness can no longer use that form to enter into this dimension. You cannot lose consciousness because it is, in essence, who you are. And who you are when you align with that, with the original essence of you, that's kinetic belief manifesting powerful results into your life. That's how miracle workers have done what they've done and that we've written about and read about. And as far as the ego goes, it's trying to create these these facsimiles for its reality. And it's trying to collect treasures that it can identify with. And you can lose what you invent. You can lose what you collect. You can lose what you gather together. You can lose what you have. But you cannot lose something that you are. Mm. A person who connects themselves to the source, to the vine, like we're talking about, to the water well... A kinetically energetic believer is an awakened activator to creating. A KB is elevating to the next state in the evolution of awareness on this earth. And this awakening has become amplified. And the more dysfunctional the ego becomes, in fact, we are at the end of the evolutionary stage of egoist thought forms. We're here at the end of that. We have a parallel that illustrates the evolutionary process of awakening, and it does it so beautifully. In the, in the same way that a caterpillar becomes a hyper-dysfunctional creature just before it transforms into a butterfly, so it is with human awareness. Mm. The closer that we get to the end of the collective's present evolutionary stage, this postmodernistic point in time, that's being revealed, we're entering into the new beginning of transformation. And you can see it happening so quickly, can't you? Worldwide, the more dysfunctional the egoist individual, and actually the collective is becoming, the new consciousness is beginning to arise while the old one is dissolving. And we are in the midst of an exciting, a tremendous event in the dispensational evolution of human consciousness. But I can tell you this, that they will not be talking about this on the news tonight. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Breaking news. Higher consciousness. <laughs> would that be, would that Sweeping be, yeah. the nation. Well, maybe this should be the news channel. I like it, yeah. Because the state of identifying with self, with source, on our planet... Mm-hmm. And, and I believe simultaneously in our galaxy, and I actually believe even beyond 
The universe's awareness of itself, consciousness, is awakening from the illusory of forms. And something that I find also very hopeful is this concept that you've revealed to us today of that we all have, everyone has a knowing. Everyone is embedded with a, with a, a knowing of higher consciousness. And so when we do have loved ones, when we do have friends, family, acquaintances, that we want to uh, bring them into this, this mode of awakening, I love that all we have to do is remember that that's the reason why demonstrating kinetic belief works so well, because you are you are communicating with the knowing that's within them. We don't have to go around, you know, sort of bashing everyone over the head with kinetic belief. It's that's why that works. That's why demonstration works. And the beautiful thing is, is that you don't want to have to do that. You don't want people that you love and care about to disappear. You don't want them to become something totally different. You love them for who they are outside of the forms that they're identifying with that decay and distrust and go away. Mm. Because this doesn't mean that transform, transformation doesn't mean that galaxies and the planets and the earth are going to dissolve mm-hmm. and cease to exist, even though many will continue to reform and to dissipate and regenerate. But what this does mean, however, is that the higher consciousness will now begin to create new forms in the expansion of perfection, without losing itself in these forms. Human beings in the fullness of their supernatural state of consciousness can remain aware of themselves. You can remain aware of those that you love and the other personalities as they are. Even while we create new experiences playfully and without consequence and without forms, Why should awareness continue to create and experience forms? For the enjoyment that we're talking about and for the adventure of an endless enfolding of possibilities. Awareness of the limitless is the substance of unconditional love doing what it does. The desire, the mind of the creator, expresses its desire to its creation through the dominion of awakened human beings who've learned the meaning of transcendental doing. Creative action, that is the alignment of your formidable genius of purpose with what you put your attention to in harmony with your inner purpose. And this is the awakening and the staying awake through applied kinetic belief. Through the creative actions, that we choose to take. We release the absolute of you with source into the expanding purpose of the universe. As a kinetic believer, the mind of God flows through you into your relationships, into your business, into your sculpture, into this world. It flows into your thoughts and inspires them. It flows into your health as divine source, into your forest bathing hikes, into your delight in the scent of a flower, into what you do. The wisdom of enlightenment guides and it empowers you in every step of life. This is why Albert Einstein said that if you want to change the world, we have to change our thinking. No problem can be solved from the same consciousness that created it. We must learn to see the world anew. And how you see your life anew 
will solely be determined by your willingness to cast down reasonings, to cast down how you've been thinking, to create new articles of faith, to blueprint your present tense state of higher consciousness, extracted from the mind of love itself, and to accept nothing less. Just say this. I'm receiving new and inspired imaginations. I'm receiving new and inspired imaginations. For my best life. For my best life. My creator imagined me. My creator imagined me. To be prosperous. To be prosperous. So I deserve everything I desire. I deserve everything I desire. I love who I was created to become. I love who I was created to become. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. Today I am advancing. Today I am advancing. To become a better to become a better, healthier, healthier, stronger, stronger, happier, happier, wiser, wiser, me, me. I deserve to attract unconditional love. I deserve to attract unconditional love. Just for who I am. Just for who I am. Because I am love. Because I am love. I deserve to attract the substance of happiness. I deserve to attract the substance of happiness. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. To be happy. To be happy. I deserve to attract success. I deserve to attract success. Because I only imagine. Because I only imagine. Imagine. To be a abundantly successful to be abundantly successful life is beautiful life is beautiful I look for the beauty I look for the beauty that I imagine to see and that I imagine to see and it surrounds me and it surrounds me everywhere I go everywhere I go wow I cannot wait to take everything we've learned today and and infuse it into a creative weekend I'm going to be painting nonstop <laughs> I'm so happy for you yes <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait powerful powerful I'm definitely going to be re-listening to this during the week and make sure that you go to stephencanyon.com to check out all of the beautiful resources that we have for you there have an inspired productive imaginative weekend and we'll see you back again on Monday of next week and sending out so much love so much light to all you KB creatives mm -hmm. all around the world thanks as usual Steve for all the wisdom bye